There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Jason Neal, one of the co-owners of PW United. I must warn you that the Yellow Block podcast contains some strong language and adult themes. So be warned and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Yellow Block, a PW United podcast on the TalkSport Network. I am Tim and I'm joined this evening by Mr. Dan Weldon. Evening. I've also got Mr. Jared Farmer. Good evening, Timothy. I understand, Jared, that you, uh, you've gotten a bit of trouble for picking us over, is it Breaking Bad or Waking Dead or something like that tonight? I saw her on your missus' Facebook page. Yeah, no, she wanted to watch that nonsense. Um, but no, it was the start of the World Cup, so of course, Qatar v Ecuador was on. Yeah, oh, so she was moaning about the fact you were watching football rather than what she wanted to watch. Yeah, no, she likes me doing the podcast because I'm out of the way for a bit. Fair enough. Do you watch the football, Dan? Do you watch the World Cup? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I even watched part of the opening uh, ceremony. So if you caught that, that was that was a wild ride. Since we last recorded, though, posh wise, we've played twice in the league, lost both, which means nobody will be listening to this episode because nobody ever does when we've lost two on the bounce. We did, however, win in the second round of the cup after beating Manchester United C team, and as we just mentioned, the World Cup has kicked off. That's all coming up on the yellow block. <laughs> Kick off with posh news though. Milestone for us. This is our one hundred and fiftieth episode. Hundred and can you even count that high, Jared? Hundred and fifty episodes. I don't know what comes after that, no. As long as it's not more Kisby, then I'm good. Hundred and fifty though, that's some seriously impressive um numbers. I mean we're we're an average listener base now of two per episode. I've still done since we started. Yeah, exactly that. And one of those is only Kisby, but only if he's on. He only listens when he's on. So say what we want about him now. But 150. Kisby and Irish posh. Irish, yeah, his mum. They listen together in the car. Um, 150, though, not out. That's pretty good going. I think that's quite impressive. Um, Yeah, didn't know if we'd make it this far. But hey-ho, well done. Happy birthday to us. Some comments on the previous episode. You mentioned Kisby there. He came in for a little bit of... um, 
let's call it friendly banter after the previous episode where he changed his mind, particularly about the Cambridge game, about 18 times. Uh, at PUFC, Chris says, could you summarise the highlights of this podcast, please? Following the opening monologue from Kisby, I couldn't take any more excitement and had to lay down in a darkened room. That was after Kisby's rather anticlimactic story about driving to the Cambridge game. Uh, Carl Irvin says, uh, was he as critical when Fergie played JCHV Lincoln in the 3-3 when he was massively injured and couldn't do anything or run all game that day? Just wondering, this was in relation to um, Kisby, uh, Kisby basically saying that we should have taken JCH off. Uh, Sam Edwards very much saying, you keep him on because it doesn't matter if he can't run. Uh, Gary saying, Kisby talking crap. Posh never got out of second gear and should have been four or five up. And then AD Moles has been on and says, the opinion of one bloke who in one deliberately provocative statement says Scumbridge deserved a point and quickly said we were the better side doesn't matter. Some of his beliefs are strange at the best of times, to be fair, but all helps the pod, of course. Uh, Jared, we need to protect our kids because he's not here. Uh, I mean, I'm loving it personally, the fact he's getting all this shit, but he has come, I've come under firm fair criticism over the years. It's probably about time that Kisby had a, a bash. Yeah, I had a load of 50 year old men trying to batter me. You got absolutely lynched by everyone last season. So it's, it's, it's Kisby's turn. No, he, he makes some good points. He does make some good points. Um, but then that's when he should stop. Once he's made that point, just stop and then someone else speak. But then he will go over that point again and then change his mind and then go against his original point. And he denies it, but he does. Um, so yeah, I think he needs to tighten his comments a little bit and he won't get so much shit. It was you, you summed up perfectly. Dan, I know that you're Kisby's biggest fan, uh, possibly the biggest fan on this pod. Um, you were on that podcast with Kisby and I uh, and Sam where we were talking about the Cambridge game and he denies the fact he made about 18 U-turns, uh, but he totally did. And I think it's right he's getting called out for that. He absolutely deserves to be called out because he made, as Jared said, a fairly valid point and then contradicted himself and then contradicted himself again. <laughs> And then I, I do think that he changed it again at some point to 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 the point that he finally landed on, which was we were all right. Yeah, it's like you know, he it he makes he makes his point, and then we all add our opinion. Then he kind of includes our opinions into his point, <laughs> and then comes to another conclusion. That's how it feels. But he's not here to defend himself, so uh, I feel like we can't bash him too hard. Uh, we do love our Kisby, really. Um, before we get into this, though, just want to say a massive congratulations to the Hard Truth podcast for coming second in the Football Contents Award 2022 for Best Football League podcast. Um, obviously, the Yellow Bot would have won an award, but we chose not to enter this year, mainly because Twitter have banned all of the Twitter bots that Jared owns, which is going to make the host of the season vote uh, quite interesting this year. That's if Twitter's even a thing. Uh, the way Elon Musk's going, it, it, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, even as his brother, uh, the way he's going, it's uh, yeah. We might not even have a Twitter to vote on. Um, let's talk match reactions then. Uh, it's quite a depressing subject. We'll fly for it as quickly as we can. If we start with the most recent, which was this weekend's defeat away at Bristol Rovers, it was poor. Um, yeah, it was poor. We never I don't think we ever really got into that game. I can only recall one shot on target, which I think was was Jones second half. Ironically, last ten minutes were probably the best, but you would have expected that as we pushed forward. I don't think Bristol Rovers were that great. I think we made them look better. It was just a dull, boring shit advert, Dan, for League One football, really. Yeah, it was terrible. Like you said, we we never really 
looked great in the game and, and Bristol themselves weren't exactly fantastic. We didn't get played up to the park. It was just, I don't think we ever turned up. We were still in Peaceborough. Um, yeah, it, it, these are the kind of games that we're going to come to expect now going forward in the league. You know, obviously we're God of the way in already. Oh, it's been bloody terrible. <laughs> we all think we uh, we didn't enjoy last year and oh, this year's going to get so much worse. Yeah, and it's it's started to cause a little bit of a posh meltdown, Jared, which we're used to. Uh, I noticed a couple of comments yesterday. Um, you know me, I'm I'm pessimistic. I jump straight on negativity, but I think we're getting a little bit carried away. And I saw you like a couple of comments along that line, basically saying, "Look, let's just like chill with fourth. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm amazed with fourth, but um, it's a little bit too early to be, you know, calling for wholesale changes. I just, I've said it from the start of the season, I do not like the way we're set up. I just, I don't like it. I feel like there's, there has to be a better system to accommodate our better players, i.e. getting Clark Harris and Marriott in the team. I know you have to sacrifice, again, someone in midfield, but I think it's what needs to happen. Um, with, with the players we've got, on one of the group chats, one of the, I think the old match reaction guys said about, um, on paper, it is a good enough squad, which I believe it is. But, you know, the way their names are getting put on the paper and not in the correct order for me. Yeah, so I've been giving this some thought this afternoon because there's been a lot of talk since, well, not just the Bristol Rovers game, but the Exeter game as well about how we're setting up and particularly some comments that were made by McCann in terms of he he wants to play his 4-3-3. Emerald Posh summed it up quite nicely on Twitter. Uh, McCann's had one transfer window. His plan B was 3-5-2. He had to play the 3-5-2 because of Butler's injury and everyone moaned. Now he's gone to plan A and people are moaning. He's forced to stick with the 4-3-3 because of Ward's injury. McCann gets the blame despite the poor window. I don't necessarily agree with the last sentence. However, it's this 3-5-2 versus 4-3-3 and the fact that McCann seems a little bit too stubborn to want to change that, Dan. is is he? He's obviously got an idea in his head of how he wants this team to set up and how he believes is the, the best team. But his idea is that 4-3-3, which means we can't do what Jared said there in terms of having Marriott and JCH, which on paper seems like that would make us weaker, no? I don't think I've, I've seen one game this year where I thought, oh, bloody hell, we were good there. Because we, we just don't. We look ragged, we look borderline unfit and we just there's there's something missing and I don't know what it is I'm sure as hell that Grant McCann doesn't know what it is but you you, you take that squad on paper and where do you strengthen we've got good quality centre-backs with experience we've got a sound keeper we've got a fairly decent midfield for the level and our strike force for this level it's fantastic. We've got championship strikers in League One, and how we still have them is unbelievable. And yet, one of them on, is on the bench and doesn't start, and it just it just doesn't make sense. And Grant McCann can get all the blame that he wants, but any posh fan knows that Grant McCann has nothing to do with the transfers. Managers haven't had a thing to do with transfers since Steve Evans and his debacle with signing twenty some new players, like. It's it's well known that the owners have everything to do with the transfers, and it's nothing to do with the manager. So, the only stick that can go Grant's way is on the pitch. And at the moment, we're not performing. He deserves all the stick that he's getting. Yeah, I've been tinkering now. You know, Grant McCann is a, a proven League One football managing uh, winner, so he knows what he's doing. But 
his the reason that he he set up the way that he does, whether it's plan A or plan B, the, the three five two or the four three three, is he likes that he likes that uh, he likes to control possession on the on the on on the wings. He likes to play it out wide. That's why we've got four hundred eighty thousand wingers in this squad because he likes to play wide. Whether that's his doing or, or McAntony's doing, I don't know, but. Is, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with the fact that we're stuck between this. It's got to be a 3-5-2 or a 4-3-3. I think there is a way to make Clark Harris and Marriott play in this squad together or play in this starting lineup together and still have that whip that we're looking for. And for me, that formation is more of a, um, I guess you'd call it 4-2-4 or maybe 4-2-2-2. I don't know. But hear me out with this one. See what you make of this. So I'm thinking in terms of a back four, obviously it's pretty self-explanatory, our back four. Thompson and Butler as the, as your sort of wing backs, but more orthodox left and right backs rather than wing backs. Uh, Edwards and Kent in the middle night in there I don't know however you want to do it as your your back line obviously Fuchs and Taylor in the middle I say obviously Ollie Norburn's not far from fitness and I actually think he would play quite well in this sort of formation that I've put together but Fuchs and Taylor in the middle and then as your wingers again it writes itself at this point so Poku out on the left or if he's fit out on the right if he's not fit, I think um, Mason Clark can do a perfectly good job. Either way, you have those as attacking wingers. And then you have uh, Clark Harris as a, as a sort of advance forward and Marriott as a more of a deep line forward. Now, I know that with that, you lose your number 10. And Harrison Burrows has been sensational in that position. However, to get Marriott and Clark Harris in the same team, you have to make a sacrifice somewhere. I don't think you can sacrifice Fuchs or Taylor, so you have to lose uh, Burrows, maybe bring him on as an impact sub, or if you need to change something during the game, I don't know. But if you have Marriott and Clark Harris up front together, Marriott can easily sit back as more of a sort of a deep line forward and support Clark Harris. That fills that number 10 area because Taylor would push forward as well. I think that's worth a punt. I don't know about you guys, but that way, Jared, you're getting your two strikers into the team. You've still got the width and you've got the support behind them, which he wants with the, the left and right backs. Yeah, I'd play something very similar. Um, I think a straight 4-4-2 would work as well. Um, no, there's no room for 4-4-2 in 2022, Jared. You know that. Just because you play football manager. <laughs> why, why wouldn't it work? Yeah, well, yours is just pushing the wingers up, isn't it? So it's... It's very, very similar. I mean, it's obviously... Yeah, but it gets those two strikers in because I think most of the fan base see that Marriott and Clark Harris need to be starting. I know you're Marriott's you know, number one fan. He's got to be starting, but so does Johnson. Yeah, but I, I just think it's, I think it's massively overcomplicated. You can have two strikers up front in League One. Championship, no, it's suicide. But in League One, the, everyone's shit. Most of the clubs are crap. Why can't we have two strikers up front? You, you, you can get away with it. Especially when you've got midfield battlers like Fuchs um, and then that bit of class next to him, whether that's Taylor or Burroughs. Um, and then you can have the wingers. You have Mason Clark. I think he'd do a job on the wing, uh, cutting in. Uh, you've got Ricky J. Jones as well. Definitely Joe Ward, when he's fit and firing, I'd have him on the right wing with a flat back four. I just think you can, you can overcomplicate things, which I think we've done in recent weeks. And I think that, that falls on McCann. Um, and then changing formations as you get in the lead or when you want to, the, the last 10 minutes, it's just bollocks. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm no football manager. That's why Grant McCann's won the league titles. He knows a lot more than me. But I just feel like at times, um, football managers can be guilty of overcomplicating things. I think we're all missing the point here. And we're going to circle around to it eventually. It's going to come up. There's a very simple fix to the problem with the formation. 
and I'm going to get crucified for this on Twitter. It's diamond. the return of the diamond. For fuck's sake. <laughs> you, it is, though. It is. If we do it right and we don't do it the way Fergie does it, it it's it's the solution because we get all the midfielders, we keep Harrison Burrows in the 10, we get two strikers on, we let the fullbacks do what they need to do. It It, it is the answer. I don't Nobody think so. wants the to address got... it, but it is. But the problem you've got, Dan, is is we've got these amazingly talented striker um, wingers. Sorry, Ricky J. Jones, Poku, Mason Clark, Ward. Where do you fit them into a diamond? You don't. Simple as Ricky J. Jones. I love Ricky J. Jones. I, I'm his biggest fan. Everyone knows that. But if he don't fit in the in the formation, he doesn't fit. Unlucky son. Same with Ward. We don't. I mean, Ward's not played for bloody months, has he? And I was gonna say we're not missing him, but bloody hell, we are. What takeaway is it tonight, Dan? It's it's a grenade bar. Oh, I didn't think Tim was knocking. coming back to me that quick, so I took a bite. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I have uh, I've just eaten a pizza, so I think I win. Nice. I, I had pasta. Very depressing. I had a Caesar salad. You're a liar. Some comments on the uh, Bristol Rovers game. Uh, Irish Poshkiz, whose mum's been on, says, can anyone remember the last time we really looked good in a league match? Really good, proper dominant like contenders. No, me either. Yes, we're unbelievably fourth and 10 points off second, but the same difference the other way would put us 18th. That's an incredible stat. Very poor. Um, uh, PUFC OK has been on and says long ball Steve Evans. I read that wrong. Sorry, that's why there was a pause there. I thought that said PUF cock, but it doesn't. It says PUFC OK. Uh, it says long ball Steve Evans tactics with ball playing centre backs, and we got out muscled every week. Now a straight red, honking to watch. Must have strung five passes together at best today. Usual effect from bringing Ricky J. Jones and Randall on as well. Um, PUFC OK mentions the red card there. Uh, interesting one, this one. Um, before I give you my opinion, because you know uh, I like to back the referees. Dan, red card for you? I can see why the ref's given it. He's he's borderline last man. It's a good opportunity. You can't really argue with the red. It's, it's maybe orange, but it's, it's probably fair, isn't it? Let's, let's be honest. I don't think it is. Now, I think the referee's been... been sort of bought, bought into this decision by the uh, Bristol Rovers players and the and the fans. You know that I will back referees to the the, the sort of the hill, but I, I really think he got this wrong. Um, there was a long, long delay, long delay from him making the decision to award the free kick, which was probably justified, uh, to bringing out the red card. And I think he's been swayed by the crowd. There um, wasn't that much of a delay. There was a delay... With him brandishing the red, but he had it in his hand for a long time and not long after the tackle. He made his mind up when he blew the whistle. Maybe. I do think Fuchs, uh, Fuchs has, has let him down there, if I'm honest, by by not just bringing him down. And Cliff Byrne actually made a, a really good point that Grant alluded to in the, the interview, which is uh, Ronnie Edwards doesn't need to be flying into that tackle. If he backs himself and stands him up, I think he probably has a good chance of keeping him away from the goal anyway. So it's probably just completely needless. But that's just an experience thing, isn't it? That's just game management. And if I'm honest, it summed up yesterday. There was a lot of poor game management decisions all throughout that game, not just that particular one. Um, if we just skip over the uh, Salford win just briefly and just stick with the league for a second, Exeter the week before. Now, this was a frustrating game, wasn't it? We were we were losing, then we pulled it back and we were winning and then we threw it all away again. Um, Jared, this was one of those results I can't help but think we're going to look back on and think that was where we needed that three points. Definitely. And we've had too many of them this season. Um, it was exactly that. At one point, you're thinking this is one of the away games where 
you look back on at the end of the season is this is what wins you the league and then again just I think it's a mental side of it it's, it's just a bit of weakness I think uh, <clears throat> crumble in the last few minutes again it's it's happened far too many times yeah Dan anything on the uh, Exeter game yeah I, th- I think if we discuss the Exeter game it, it comes back to the formation issue and, and the mentality issue because at the end of the day we, we managed to get ourselves ahead and we looked on top when we scored the second goal and then immediately after Grant changes things and we just go far too negative and we didn't have sight of the ball for the last 10 minutes. It was a complete shift in the game and you could notice it from, from the second they kicked off. So, yeah, I think we will look back at it and, and wonder what if, because I think it's three points that will definitely cost us, but it it just sort of sinks to the wider issue. And if we don't fix that, then the extra result is just going to be one of many that we're going to have away from home as again evidenced at Bristol. Dan, are you McCann out? I, I, at this point, I think I am. We're fourth in the league, and it's a stupid thing to say, but I, I don't see where he's taking us. Like, even when we win, we look terrible, and I don't think he has a plan. I think he's just putting players on the pitch and say, "Have at it." Jared, no, I'm not McCann out. I think it looks say it's it's a little bit too early. I do agree with what Dan says, though. We don't. Normally, especially in League One, you go to London Road and say teams like, I don't know, like Quinton Stanley, I know we, we did beat them, but we only just beat them. Do you see what I mean? And we, we played shit. There's no, the football's not good. Uh, you don't see us absolutely hammering teams, and, you know, when we've gone ahead. We normally go behind. Um, so, yeah, I fully understand what you're saying, but am I McCann out? No, I just don't think he's found the right system yet. But like you said earlier, Tim, he needs to... Try it, give it a go, try the systems and don't be so stubborn and you know, insisting on his two um his two systems that you they're the only ones he'll use. Yeah, absolutely. No, I echo that. I'm I'm very much still mechanic, you know me, I'm very quick to call for manager's head. Uh, we did jokingly put on Twitter a hint at the return of the in outer meter, but turns out a lot of the fan base still didn't get the gag. Uh, lots of replies. Adam Ole says, I don't want to see a club legend sacked. He's a decent lad, but steadfastly, steadfastly sticking to a formation in spite of having two forwards that any other club would die for is career suicide. The performances are opposed to our league positions must justify a genuine rethink ASAP. Ollie says, in too early to be looking to sack him. We all need to stick together. Chipper Hull, in. Why would you sack someone when you're fourth in the table? It would be madness. Kyle Urban, why is this a thing in November with us fourth? Yes, we're pissed with back-to-back defeats. I'm usually negative, but for once, I'm trying to be positive. You get rid of McCann, who the hell are we getting? DMAC can only work with a certain type of manager who won't question him at all times. Dell simply said pathetic, and Peter simply said fuck off. Um, yeah. Uh, Jacob actually... Peter's an angry man, isn't he? Yeah, he thanks, is. Pete. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Jacob actually extends on that a little bit. Lando the Cat on Twitter says, beat Shrewsbury or out. Interesting. Russell simply says, out. Andrew Nichols simply says, cheerio, Grant. And Classic Dan says, if we play 4-4-2 next game, in. If he sticks with 4-3-3, it's clear this is an ego trip. Out. Interesting. Quite like Dan's, uh, not our Dan. Well, I do like our Dan, but I quite like classic Dan's thought process there as well. Um, 
Steve uh, also ramps up by saying, very much in, just wish he would play JCH and Marit together. Come on, old school 4-4-2. Go, go, go. Uh, so a lot of people saying what you're saying, Jared. Is this Posh's version of the Lampard-Gerard debate? You can't have, have both. You've got to have either or. Yes, and it surprises me because obviously Marriott played his best football underground McCann, didn't he? So um, it did surprise me. I thought we would. You've got to. Like um, Dan said earlier, we have got two championship quality strikers and they both are. Um, to, to suggest otherwise is, is rubbish. They are both championship quality. And I think they both proved that at times last season when they were got enough minutes on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, to quote Kisby, it's utter madness not to have them both starting every single week. I know you have to manage Marriott a little bit. I understand that, but he, he should be starting. Should be starting more games of being on the bench. Yeah, and interesting point that Irish Post made, which is that we're actually as close to the automatics now as we are to 18th, which is nuts when you look at it that way, especially when we're fourth. It's just. Absolutely crazy. Um, in terms of a couple of people have hinted at um, tough fixtures coming up. Here's December: Barnsley at home, Ipswich away, Shrewsbury at home in the league, Charlton away, MK Dons at home. Got a tough month coming up, haven't we? I can't help but think we might look back at these last six weeks and think that we should have picked up more points. In any case, here's a question for you from Dave F, who says to all of us: Where do you think Posh will be at 5 p.m. on Boxing Day? Some tough games coming up. I reckon we'll be outside the top six and automatic promotion place is realistically no longer a possibility. Hope I'm wrong, though, as I like Grant McCann and think he's a decent manager. So, Dan, Boxing Day. You've had your turkey. Where are Posh sitting? Eighth. 16 points off second. Yeah, crazy, isn't it, when you look at it that way? So, automatic's realistically done for you by New Year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> We're dropping points left, right, and centre. Jared? Yeah, no, similar to Dan, I would put us at seventh, looking at the fixtures. There's some really tough ones there, and I can see, yeah, us dropping a few points. So I think it'll get worse before it gets better. So, yeah, I would say seventh. Salford away in the cup. Uh, Jared, I can't remind me, do you like cup runs? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not against them, especially the FA Cup. I'm not interested in uh, the Domino's pizza, but I am, well, I am interested in Domino's pizza. <laughs> not, um, <laughs> Not uh, not the cup competition. Um, yeah, no, it was good. I watched Mr. Marriott proving me right. Um, yeah, it was a good game. I'm glad we went through. And hopefully we can have another match like we did last season. Man City at home, someone like that would be another good day out, wouldn't it? It would. We've got the small matter of Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury to get through. Yeah, people say Shrews, Shrewsbury, don't they? I suppose that's how it's pronounced. Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. doesn't sound right, does it? No, it doesn't. We've got the small matter of uh, them. We're actually playing them uh, in the league as well, uh, just prior to Christmas. So, uh, Dan, your thoughts on beating Manchester United's C team? Look, we all know I love a cup run. We, I, I love the FA Cup. It's, it's my favourite favorite competition. So I'm happy to get to any round that we can. Would I like a run like last year? Absolutely. Do I think it's realistic? No. I think if we're coming into a playoff battle, which potentially we are, I don't think we could be what we would be wanting a cup run right now. If I'm honest, I would quite happily take the L at Shrewsbury and uh, and move on. As much take as I love L. a big away game, take the L. Yeah, let's just remember you're 33. I'd love a you know a big away day at like Anfield or something. Of course I would, but I'd also love to make the playoffs. And at the minute, it kind of feels like an either or. So uh, I'll take the playoffs, please. 
Um, cool, quick break, then we'll look ahead to that Shrewsbury game. And we've also got another cup game and a league game to talk about as well. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Tuesday night then, back under the London Road lights for... Wait, hold on, let me just double check. Is that this Tuesday? I'm pretty yeah, sure it is Chelsea. Tuesday. Chelsea. Tuesday night then. Chelsea. Tuesday night then, back under the London Road floodlights for Chelsea under eights in the Robinson Squash Cup. Uh... Do we care about this yet, or do we only care about it when we get to the last couple of rounds? Absolutely not. I couldn't give two flying fucks about it. I, I won't be caring unless we've got a chance to go to Wembley, in which case I'll um, become a platic and say that I go to every game when I don't. Uh, yeah. Do, do you know what? We actually played uh, Chelsea under-21s in this competition back in 2019. Bonus points for you, if you can tell me what the score was. It was at Stamford Bridge. Go on, Dan, you look like you know it. Or you're having a win. 2 0 to Posh. 2 0 to Posh. Go on, Jared. 3 0 Posh. 3 1 Posh. 3 1. It wasn't that long ago. I, I didn't think we'd ever play them, but yeah. It was it was meant it was meant to be at Stamford Bridge, weren't it? Yeah, this tie was, but apparently the under twenty one teams can only play away. But then why did that not happen in twenty nineteen? I don't know. Maybe No, it's not that they can only play away. They have the option to switch it either way. So yeah. If we're the home-drawn team, they have to come to us. But if they're the home-drawn team, it's completely up to them. So if they've not got a ground, if they've not got access to like Stamford Bridge or whatever, yeah. then they can come to us. Fair enough. I know none of us care then, but score prediction, Jared? 2-0 Posh. Dan? 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. It's got to be a winner, though. Yeah, we're going to pens, won't it? And who wins on pens? Like it's like drawing blood out of a stone, isn't it? Chelsea. What can uh, Old Rodgers play? Um, Bergstrom. Uh, yeah, because it's not his parent club. It is his he parent plays, club. He no, it's, 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 a, it's a different squad, though, isn't it? It's Chelsea under 20, whatever. Yeah, but he would be in the under 21s at Chelsea, surely. He's fucking he's 15. He, they're not going to rule him out. Regardless, I don't think he plays, but... No, I don't think he does either. I think yeah. he plays four four two, and we win 5-0. You heard it here first. Uh, in which case, Jarrah can sit there all smug and say, I told you so. Happens many times. Four four two is the key to unlocking the success of this team. Uh, staying in the cup then, next Saturday, away at Shrewsbury slash Shrewsbury. Uh, in terms of previous record, one twenty lost 20. But we've only won once in the last six matches, although it was pretty comprehensive. It was 5-1 back in 2020 behind closed doors. Uh, they're currently in League One as well, of course. Uh, this is an FA Cup tie, though, just to reiterate. They're 16th and in shit form. Dreadful, dreadful form. Bearing in mind, you both want to make it to the third round. I'm assuming you're playing your B team against Chelsea and your A team against Shrewsbury, Dan. 
Yeah, probably. I mean, there's no money in the uh, in the pot noodle cup, is there? So, you know, you'd like to think that the under twenty threes at Chelsea aren't that great. So yeah, play play whoever's to the training ground first, I guess. If it's <laughs> keepers, who cares? Shirts versus skins. Uh, Jared, do you tinker in this game, or do you just go play the formation that you you want to play? You know, whether that four three three, whatever, and just get through to the next round. No, I think um, tinker in the in the Chelsea game, but for for the game we're talking about, Shrewsbury definitely play what you need to play. The best eleven, I would do the four four two, and then prepare for the league. I, I think we'll get dumped out. To be honest, I think we'll lose one nil. Um, Every time we play a team in shit form, they win. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that'll happen. But I just really, it's so frustrating because I, I can see this team firing on all cylinders, and when it does, we we I'm, I wouldn't write automatics off at all. Um, but like Dan said earlier, it's just it feels like it's just not well oiled enough. It's it's not working correctly, and that's a big problem at the minute. And if McCann can't get it sorted in January, I think we're all going to be questioning him. Yeah, there is definitely something missing, isn't there? There's just a cog somewhere that's not quite clicking. Score prediction for this one, Dan? Uh, 2-1, posh. We'll take that. Here's away, which means it's time for Tim's away day guide. Because I can totally read. I forgot what it was. I forgot what my own feature was called then for a brief moment. Say, you literally <laughs> named it. Did you do that with your daughter? Daughter, come here, Phoebe. <laughs> Tim's away day guide, because I totally know what my own feature is called. Shrewsbury Town then, away in the cup, perhaps one of the less glamorous trips. But actually, no, that's unfair. It's not so bad. Jared, quick question for you. Whereabouts is Shrewsbury? Not a clue. West of Birmingham on the Welsh border. You don't look, you look completely disinterested. Good, good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I guess you wouldn't know, which is why I just put it out there. So West of Birmingham on, I can't even fucking speak, on the Welsh border. So a fair old trek, but a lovely part of the world to make the journey to and makes it a little bit more worthwhile. When you get there, you're going to be greeted with the Montgomery Water Meadows. It's an okay stadium, built in the early noughties and holds just shy of 10,000. Potties will be in the north stand at one end of the ground. Good leg room here and a steep angle, which keeps the fans close to the pitch whilst creating a decent atmosphere. Uh, I have actually only been once. It was a long time ago, but I do vaguely remember the acoustics being pretty good. Um, the fact it's on the outskirts of the town does help car drivers, and it's a pretty decent run. The end of the M54, just continue on the A5 for about seven miles, and hey, presto, there she is. Decent-sized car park at the ground, too. Now, I had a look on this uh, online. This is meant to be permit holders only, but there are various sites that suggest that if you turn up early, you can park there for a tenner. So maybe worth a go if you are early. Other options are the Meal Brace Bowls Club, which offers parking and has a bar which welcomes away fans. Alternatively, there is a park and ride which the club operate, although I can't confirm that they'll be operating this for a cup game. Uh, if they are, it runs just from uh, Shire Hall, just off the A5. Um, I've read about delays though, getting back to your car, so worth bearing that one in mind. Some really good news, Jared, on the rail front. I know that you're keen to know this. If you're not, I'm just trying to make you a bit more interested. So uh, for the last couple of weeks, the line between Peterborough and Leicester has been blocked after a lorry hit a bridge at Ketton near Stamford. Um, good news is this is due to be reopened on Wednesday, weather permitting, which is good news for me because it means I can get home from Coventry. It's also good news for those of you going to Shrewsbury uh, as it now just got a whole lot easier. Your best route from Peterborough is Peterborough to Leicester, Leicester to Birmingham New Street, Birmingham New Street to Shrewsbury. Station though, just over two miles away, you could walk or take a taxi. Alternatively, you could just hitch a ride on the park and ride that I mentioned earlier. 
Plenty of pubs nearby for away fans too. There's a fan zone just outside the ground itself, which serves beer to travelling supporters. And nearby you have a pub called The Wild Pig, which used to be known as the Brooklyn's Hotel and also the Charles Darwin pub. If you do pick The Wild Pig for a tipple, do check out the Flipping Fish Fish and Chip Shop. That's a mouthful, which is nearby. Why should you check that out here, you ask? Well, it was ranked the best chippy in the West Midlands. Although living in the West Midlands, as I do... It's not that much of an accolade. After all, it's competing with things like Binley Mega Chippy. For some reason, the chippies over here, just they're just not the same as we've got in Peterborough. Um, there's also a retail park nearby, which has McDonald's, pizza, and a supermarket cafe, if you wanted something a bit more familiar. Inside the ground, usual stuff, but with one big win. They serve Wright's Pies, which I believe are the elite football pie, in my humble opinion. There's also a rather well-laid-out and welcoming concourse into the, uh, to welcome you in the stadium. And it's got very large tellies. I've seen pictures of these. Perfect for watching the World Cup, which is on that day as well. If you are going, stay safe and enjoy. All right, then we're back in league action a week later. Home to Barnsley. Uh, in terms of our record against Barnsley, Barnsley even won 18, lost 16, drew 0-0 the last time we played them at home. They're sixth, they're doing okay. I guess similar to ourselves, um, having been relegated last year, they probably fancy promotion. They've lacked goals this term, but Devante Cole is starting to find his stride. Will have played twice before then, both cup games, Dan. Um, what are you expecting from the Tykes? I'm, I'm expecting a very hard-fought game. I've... I, I, look, we, we said it, we need to tinker in these cup games. We cannot go into that Barnsley game or worrying about a formation or a tactic or anything like that. We need to go in and, and, and go at them. Do I think we're going to do that? Absolutely fucking not. I think we get spanked because Barnsley are a very competent team and we are not a very competent team. We lose 3-1. At home. If we lose 3-1 at home to Barnsley, does the pressure bye not bye ramp up? Yeah, the pressure's going to ramp up then, isn't it? Yeah, if we lose that game, which I, I honestly do think we will, when we're not looking good at all and we don't look like we're scoring goals, um, I, I would not be surprised to see Grant's head. It's wow. inevitable because what's the alternative? We go on some amazing run and eat the Christmas slump. And for some reason, Peterborough players don't play well during Christmas. No. Well, fair enough. Jared, do we lose at home to Barnsley? No, I think we, this is what we do. We we lose a couple, don't we? Then go win a couple, draw. That's how it seems to be working. So no, I think we'll win. Um, the last game, time we played Barnsley, we said it was the nil-nil draw in the championship. It was the worst game of football I think I've ever, ever watched. So, yeah, let's just hope there's some goals. There's nothing like that game. It was dire. Last couple of talking points around Posh then. Charlie O'Connell has refused a new contract. Uh, I saw a... What I'm hoping and assuming was a rather tongue-in-cheek article about the fact that Barcelona, Real Madrid and Bayern were all interested in him, which is why he's not uh, renewed his contract. No, so I think what happened there is, he's, yeah, they've, they've been trying to, for a while, behind the scenes, sort of contract out from which he's rejected. He's in his right to do so, isn't he? So, And then I think someone's come out and spoke about it from the club. I can't remember who it was. Um, who was it? The Dara, I can't remember, but someone's no uh, Grant McCann, wasn't it? Grant McCann spoke about it, and uh, I think he was quoted as to saying, um, he's his agent seems to think that Real Madrid and Barcelona are calling. And then the Spanish media obviously did like a, a bit of a type search and and then put that into their 
into their search engines and whatnot, and it's gone onto their onto their journo site. So I think it's all a load of bollocks, to be honest. Interesting, Dan. You seem to mouth who when I said um, his name there. I'm guessing you don't care if this guy disappears. Uh, would you like me to not mouth it? Sorry. Who? There are a couple of names that you will recognise, though, that are out of contract in the summer, namely Mr. Ward and Mr. Thompson. Nathan, that is, not Ben. Um, Bergstrom's loan, of course, as well, uh, will expire in the summer. If we start working backwards, I'm pretty confident that Bergstrom will stay with us if we get promoted. I'm not saying that I've been told that, but I will pause there in dramatic effect. Um, Thompson, I think, is probably ready to move friends. I think Thompson probably is ready to move on. I don't think that would be a surprise if he left. However, Joe Ward. Now, we have a policy, I believe, that if a player's in the last year of their contracts, rather than letting the contract run down, we sell them in the January prior. Now, by that, that would mean that Ward's either going to be signing a new contract imminently or he's going in January. Um, what do we think? I think, I believe you, Tim, with Bergstrom. Oh, Rodders. Um, I think we will... I don't think Joe Ward will sign. Um, and I'm happy to offload Nathan Thompson. I think we've had the best out of him. You think Ward will go for free, but do you think we'll we'll ship him out in January then? Um, yeah, we'd have to, wouldn't we? We don't want to lose on him. If we can get some money out of him um, and, and get him sold, then that'd be the way to go, wouldn't it? Dan? Yeah, I think the owners are talking about getting a new contract sorted. A fair few months now, so the fact that it's not been signed at this point would sort of lead me to expect that it's not going to get signed. Um, I, I think if we start kicking on and start playing better, then you know, losing him in January is is the ideal situation because we get a bit of cash and you know it's it's one player that don't want to be here out of the door. Um, I could be wrong; he could sign tomorrow, but it, yeah, it, it's not likely, is it? The way we're playing. The, the ability that he's got. Um, Thompson, yeah, Jared said it. We, we've had the best out of him. He's not looked great this season. Shame because two years ago, he was one of our best players. Um, and Bergstrom, I'd be happy with keeping him another year, but I don't see it happening unless we get promoted. I think Ward will sign. If you're Ward's agent, who are you pitching him to that's, that's higher than Posh? There isn't going to be many championship clubs that will take Joe Ward on at the minute, I don't believe. Depends if you see him as a right back or not. Yeah, it's not a right back. No, but in all seriousness, though, to give him the game time that he's going to want, I can't see many championship clubs taking him just now. Don't get me wrong, he's a great, great player, but it's another Sammy Smodic, so I don't think he's better than us at the moment. Doesn't have to be a championship squad, though, does it? Sammy Smodic plays the Blackburn Rovers, who are second yeah. in the league. Yeah, but. He struggled with game time. Granted, there's been some injuries there. What I'm saying is, it's not. I don't think Ward is a is ready to make that step up just yet. I, I think he'll sign. I think it would be it would be career suicide of him to leave on a free now. I, I just don't. Unless there's already something lined up that was was agreed when we were in the championship, I just can't see who he would move to that's better than us at the moment. Do you know what this reminds me a little bit of? Green Edwards. I would be surprised to see him go to someone like Ipswich. Yeah. Well, look how that worked out. Yeah, Again, terribly. It was injuries, but it didn't really happen for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like he been injured most of the season. You know, we, we got a very good run out of him in the first 10 games where he was like top assist maker in England for like two weeks. And we've not had him for the season. Like, is it really going to be that much of a hit? No, I say that tongue in cheek. We're not making goals. Of course, it's going to be a hit. We need him, but 
based on the sign, cash in. Well, based on that and, and our policy, then in January we lose Nathan Thompson, Joe Ward. I think Joel Randall. Most fans will accept is probably going. Thank fuck. Tomlinson will go because we know he's fallen out with Dara now. So that's four first team players gone in January on that. I wouldn't. I'd rather have uh, Nathan Thompson to the end of the season. I wouldn't. Um, I know that's protocol, but he, we're not going to get any a fee out of him, really, are we? Not. Uh, you know, he's probably older than you, Tim. So. Um, yeah, I'd sell. I'd sell Ward, but if I'd be happy to run down uh, Thompson's contract. I tell you what, the Tim flop is a lot different to the the Thompson flop. I can assure see. I, you. I find that flop really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because look how it worked out in the was it the Lincoln game last year when he flopped and yeah, I I find it really annoying. Um, that's one of the reasons why I don't mind him going. No, I like the play. He's, he's good. He's a, he's a good professional, but it's just, um, yeah, I wish he wouldn't do that flop every two minutes. That's what my ex said. No one but, likes a flop, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he lined it up for me. Last little bit of poshy news. Uh, the yellow block got yellow blocked, as did pretty much the entire posh fan base. The Twitter United admin went on a bit of a blocking rampage after uh, the farce with Lloyd-Jones and the player of the season campaign. Have you guys been blocked by Cambridge United? I don't no. think they know who I am. No, they don't know who I am either. Uh, you know what? It's because you didn't engage in the friendly banter back and forth. That's it's pathetic, it. isn't it? They, they've just made themselves look ever so silly. They really have. I agree. And mo- most of their fans look like Frank Gallagher out of Shameless, by the way. Cambridge <laughs> year is still blue. Uh, for posh news, uh, we are now going to talk about the World Cup. If I'm honest, none of us are really feeling it, I don't think, with it being now. I mean, like, uh, as Danny said, who wants a Brussels sprout and sherry with the World Cup? It's just, is anyone excited for this? I mean, it's the day before England play, right? So we should be excited. Judge, you're nodding. Yeah, I am. Uh, don't get me wrong. Not as much as I would be if it was a summer tournament. I'm not going to get into all the the issues with Qatar. I think football-wise, I think the biggest thing for me is they shouldn't, obviously it's been proven that, you know, they paid for it and whatnot. There's no shock there, but... If you can't host it in the summer months, you shouldn't be there. That should be the rule number one. It so is their summer. You know, it, you give over. June and July, when it's played. That's what I mean. If you can't play it in June and July, then it shouldn't be played. Okay, but the South, the teams in the Southern Hemisphere have to disrupt their league every four years. So why is it that when, it's only the big when has it been? When has it been played in November, December before? No, but that's that's not to say it shouldn't be because this works be. well for the Southern Hemisphere teams. Why is it only the Northern Hemisphere teams that should be in that should be? No, no one watches the Southern Hemisphere, do they? Yeah, but if you're in if you're in Argentina or whatever, your league like is wouldn't be disrupted if it's played now, right? Is the point I'm making? No, I understand what you're saying. But no, that they can't they can't host it in June and July because it's fucking ninety nine degrees and your balls would be like Uncle Ben's ball in the back. So it shouldn't be played. It shouldn't. We shouldn't be doing it now, in my opinion. Um, I think how you can argue otherwise is, is ridiculous. It's, it's always been a summer tournament tournament for that um, part of the year, and that's what, that's where it should be played. Um, but so yeah, from with that, that, that point kind of, view, of attitude, Jared. Yeah, you're basically ruling out Australia. You're ruling out all yeah. of Northern Africa. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's a lot of countries to rule out of ever hosting the tournament. Yeah, but why have we got to get warm. all funky and hippie and chain shit that's been the same since fucking 1930 just to please 
Why? It's always been June and July. I want a sausage. I want to have a fucking beer in the garden. I don't want to be sitting in here with a fucking hoodie on. Uh, yeah, having cups of tea. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. No, Rooney hasn't come out of retirement. Tony not included in the squad. Since he's been charged for hundreds of betting breaches, he said he is gutted to be missing out on England's 0-0 draw with a run tomorrow. No, it didn't land, Danny. That yeah, I saw that one on Twitter. It did seem to play the you know, tumbleweed noise there. Uh, Jared, you seem very upset that Ivan Tony isn't included in the England squad. <laughs> no, listen, I don't want to talk about Ivan Tony on a posh podcast because the club need to forget the man. But, <laughs> Even it's uh, relevant. If we were no, a, for this, know, uh, a we're talking... Town podcast, yeah. we could still talk about okay. Ivan Tony. But this is the only time I will do this. Um no, in my opinion, Ivan Tony should have been called up in the squad without a shadow of a doubt. Um, in regards to Harry Kane, if he wasn't to play or needed to come off, anything like that, the best replacement we've got, physicality, and who matches his attributes as close to be as close as you can get, is not Callum Wilson. Um, it would be Ivan Tony, um, especially his defensive ability in the box as well. Um, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, I think it's a farce that he's not there. I think it's but ridiculous. He's been, been a naughty boy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're in 2022. You should never play football again. No, I'm not saying that, but you you can't have somebody of that standing that's been just literally just been charged for betting breaches. Especially because that was while he was playing at Posh. I don't think he's, he's yeah he's not been he's not convicted, is he? He's been he's been charged. Yeah, yeah. Going to charge him if he's not. You could be charged with stuff and not go to not. I've, I know that. Yeah, but it's a bit different, like being charged criminally and being charged by the FA. The FA yeah, wouldn't charge yeah. you if if there wasn't grounds there. It might be. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Danny, should he be in the England away. squad? Yes, he should be in the twenty six. I agree with you, but not when he's been a naughty boy, Dan. <sighs> um. Yeah. Look, there's not a single posh fan that's going to sit here and say Ivan Tony doesn't deserve to be there with bias, and and that's our opinion. However, having spoken to a lot of other football fans over the last two weeks, um, I'm struggling to find anybody that thinks that Ivan Tony shouldn't have been involved. I mean, he's he's in the top five for goals in in the in in the Premier League. He's got a race against City, and he played very well against the champions of England. And they didn't put out a, a weak side in that game. He's he's done it all season. He's proven time and time again that he is a very good player. Now, yes, he's paid a couple of bets. By couple, I do, of course, mean two hundred and thirty something um, over a four-year period. Um, <laughs> look, players, if they want to do it. They're going to do it, aren't they? You can't really stop them. They'll find a way, as proven. It's not the first time it's happened. It won't be the last. Um, you'll get a six-month ban, and all will be forgiven what, and forgotten. Playing football? Yeah. Can't you just suspend your Skybet account? No, because it's, it, <laughs> it, it's too a long, long a period of betting. Seriously? And it's too many bets. So it's going to be similar to Joe Barton and your storage when they got caught. They yeah, and he's got, got caught. He's been charged with more accounts, hasn't he? So it will be... Not than storage, I don't think. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And storage, oh, storage got a six-month bank that. went over to Turkey, didn't he? That's what I mean. You can't you can't take him to a World Cup when all that's going on. Yeah, but that all got, that all got sort of like leaked and released after... The squad selection. I'm just interested to see who he's knew uh, all of that. Who he tips for the golden boot? Huh? I just want to know his tip for the golden boot. Who's <laughs> Ivan Tony? Oh yeah, found it's gone. Funny you should say that. Actually, one word answers. Then Jared, who's going to win the World Cup? 
Argentina. Dan? Only one word. One word. England. Well, you can give the Netherlands then. You wanted to use two words for like... Yeah. <laughs> why do you want two no, words for no. country? You wanted to explain why. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, Look, everyone's saying that the climate's not going to be a spit of ball and all this and all that. We've got a very good squad. Now, look at our path if we've been the, the, the group. It's not too bad. We face potentially France in the quarters or Denmark, depends who you have winning the, uh, winning the group. France aren't formidable. Their midfield is desolute. They've just lost Benzema. It is literally Mbappe FC. So that's fine. Then we have... Is it? Uh, rel- yeah, I think it is. And then your semi-final, your likely semi-final is either Uruguay or Germany. Again, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly confident we can beat Germany with this squad. We've proven that recently. You know, we've definitely got goals in us. Uruguay, it'll be a tough game, but I think we could do it. And if we get to the final, I think it's anyone's game. The only interesting thing I find about... Um this nonsense of being in November. Sorry to you. you I know you two are part of the just oil guys as well. So don't offend you too much, but um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the only part I find interesting is that whenever we get knocked out at the end of the season, it's always, like, Oh, we've had a goal in season. It's, you know, they play two games a week, all this shit. So now they should be all fighting fit and re- ready to go. So that's going to be interesting. No, Basically, it'll be the fact, it'll we won't be, the be able to use that excuse. Preparation. That'll be the excuse this time. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody else has had the same preparation bar the few teams that have had a friendly this week. Yeah. So there are obviously like sort of half the teams in the in the tournament that broke up a week earlier than we did, mainly South American teams. Um, they've all had like friendly games, whereas we haven't. And Qatar that have been together for six years in preparation. Yeah, they, they, they broke their season early at the end of September and they've been prepping hard. And if anybody watched that game today, yeah, what the fuck were they doing? <laughs> Tim, who's your tip? So I, I mean, am, I am going for Brazil. Um, I think this World Cup suits them. It's boring, it may be, but I can't see past Brazil at the minute. Um, sticking with this, then uh, biggest surprise of the tournament for you, Jared? What you can have two words if it's the Netherlands, otherwise just one, or two if it's Saudi Arabia, I suppose. I think we'll see an African country go far. Okay, any particular one? Nope. Okay, good, brilliant. So just the whole continent of Africa for your yes. tip. Small small continent is fine. Dan? I think we're going to see a lot more big teams out in the group stage than normal. Normally, you lose one or two. I would not be surprised to see four or five drop. I got, I think Denmark, again, as you are, you mentioned them there, Dan. I think they're my surprise tip for going to do quite well. Biggest flops then. So, Dan, you kind of just touched on it there. Biggest sort of surprise in terms of there's always a team, isn't it, that turns up into shite. Yeah, I don't think Portugal are making it out of their group. Wow, interesting. So I've actually got money on Portugal to win. I think they've got a good-looking squad. No, I don't think they make it out of the group. Okay, Jareds. I think we'll see the Germans flop. Yeah, that's common though, isn't it? Last couple of tournaments, they've been pretty shit. You just said Brazil are going to win, so let's not go on about that. I tell you what, this is going to work incredibly well on a uh, audio only podcast. Uh, but I'm going to share my screen with you now because it's time that we do our. Jesus, you know I, I wear contacts, it. don't you? Can you see the screen? It's all right. You only Absolutely need to hear it. So what not. we have here is it's our CD, wheel of... isn't it? 
our wheel of names, all 32 World Cup teams on there. This is our, our sweepstack. I'm only going to draw one for each of us, plus the hosts that aren't currently with us this evening. Jared, as three times host of the season, I'm going to start with you. I'll try and describe this for the listeners. It is now spinning. It's slowing down. You have got Germany or France, maybe Croatia. Croatia. Oh, oh no. Just, I, I'm so just, annoyed. I'll, I'll take that because I think they'll go far. You nearly had Germany, just sort of squeeze past Germany, look like France, no, and then I'll just take that. tipped over into Croatia. So Croatia is your team, Jared. Tim, yeah, what I'll do we win? That. You win uh, the admiration of the Yellow Block listener base. Uh, Dan, Gail, I can see Gail up. Platt lifting that trophy. Your team is up now, Dan. You have got it slowing down Iraq. Oh, you could get Germany or France. It's the same area of the wheel. You've got France. Oh, France for you, Dan. And Beppe FC. Spin again. It, is, it, it is. They've got no midfield. Yes, but Mbappe's well, very, very good. He's also a one-man now. Man. Here is Matthew Kisby's team. Kisby's up next. He has got all same sort of area of the world. He could get England. Costa Rica, will he make it to England? He has. Kisby has got England Madness. in the yellow block sweep. Say Madness. Madness. I've never been more disappointed in anything in my life. Kisby has England. All right, let's go for Sam Edwards. Sam Edwards has got the wheel is slowing down. He has got now could be Canada, Morocco. He's got Wales, I think. Maybe Spain. Will it go to Spain? No, not quite. He's got Wales. Sam Edwards has got Wales. Unlucky Sam. That's not. Is Sam Welsh? I think he might be Welsh. Well, that's worked out well for him if he has uh, Nathan up next. And let's see who Nathan gets. Sorry to hear that if you are, Sam. <laughs> get. Nathan, it's slowing down. Portugal, no. Denmark, no. Possibly Serbia. It's going to slow on Serbia. I think Nathan has got Serbia. It was that side every single time. Producer Danny. Producer oh, Danny. Please be around. Voiceless <laughs> hero of the yellow block. Slowing down over that side. Ecuador, Argentina, Cameroon. Will it make it to Poland? Yes. Danny, producer Danny, is Polish for the next month. He's got Poland. Which leaves just myself then. Who have I got in this wheel? I'm spinning around now. It's slowing it's down. It's Cameroon. Brazil. Brazil. Surely not. It's slowing. It's Brazil. It's going to be Brazil. Stop. Is it going to hit Japan? Oh, my God. Oh, this no, is not just really. stopped on Brazil. This is nonsense. It's as hard as the World Cup all over again. Fixed. It just stopped. This it is so close. So close to going to Japan. Oh. But it's stopped on Brazil. And who I made that? Tim Dotsdudley. Wow. So oh, there's your team. I have a question. I have a question to you both, and you will um you will win a fridge milkshake if you get it right. What flavour though? A uh, fudge. There is a former posh player at the There is, I know who it is, Jason Cummins for Australia. <sighs> yes, and that's correct. No, it's not on a script. It's, I haven't got a script. No, I, just, no, I didn't say your script. I said, yes, that's correct. Oh, I thought he's it not on the fucking script. Australian, though, is he? No, but I'll take that milkshake, please. I made is he it. the only former poshy there? Is there any other posh connections with no Ivan Tony? Uh, I very much doubt it. No, it's a shame Fuchs didn't get. I think the cat, uh, the Qatar left back, used to um, used to be a postie in Peterborough. <laughs> It is a bit like that, isn't it? It's a bit like when you put an FA Cup non-league yeah, yeah. team against one of the big boys, isn't it? Um, do you think that we... I don't know if you saw this with Ashton United putting in a loan bid for Erlen Haaland while he's uh, he's not in the uh, the World Cup because Norway didn't qualify. Do you think that the likes of Haaland, Odegaard, Salah, etc. that aren't in the World Cup, do you think that they should be loaned to like a League One team, say, 
think there should be some Absolutely sort of bid in not. there. No, he's worth about three hundred million pound. Why well, can have him on a bobbly pitch next to a load of plumbers? Ridiculous. Yeah, oh, no, he needs to be on a beach somewhere, resting them legs, getting ready for the second half of the season. It's all for social media, Tim. I know, but I bought into the hype. I wondered if maybe Posh could put in. We we would uh, know in our club though we'd put in Frail and Harland and spell it wrong, so we'd end up with like you know, <laughs> and Herman or something like if, that. If we could get um, one player on loan for twenty eight days, who would it be? Remember what what we need. Well, that who hasn't gone to the World Cup. That hasn't gone to the World Cup. Well, we don't need a, a, ha- a Harland, do we? We've got JCH. Exactly. So who would you go for? Well, what do we need? What are you getting at? Well, you've been saying what our shit we are, so what do you think? We need a manager, based on what we've been saying. God, then what manager's out there who's not gone to the World Cup? Jurgen Klopp. He's done terribly this year. Are you all right? No, I just like the guy. And Dara would be in dreamland having Jurgen Klopp there for a month. When he has a so would the girls at the club shop. Yeah. <laughs> and Tim. <laughs> That's what. That's my. No, don't be so scared. That was my Jurgen Klopp laugh. Was... I thought he was having like a weird attack or something. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like Jimmy Carr. <laughs> uh, did you know the UK's bid for Euro twenty twenty eight? Did you see this? Um, but that's where been... that's where a competition should be held, guys. I know it's the Euros, but. That's where it should yeah. be held. Can't believe what? you two are loving this Qatar nonsense. No, uh, no, no, no. Hey, I am definitely not supporting Qatar in the World Cup. Um, they've not put London Road in the bid for Euro 2028. I'm good. Could you imagine the, the skip challenge on a European stage? No, but I've heard we are putting the new stadium into the uh, 2078 bid. 2078. That's if uh, it get you know it uh, it gets built by then. Golden Boot winner World Cup. Pablo Dybala. Isn't it Paolo? Dan, you think you're going to win? So you... Sorry, Dan, what was that? Isn't it Paolo? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is Paolo, yeah. Okay, <laughs> try again. Dybala. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Harith Kane. Absolutely. Harith? Who's Harith? Harith Kane. Who's Pablo Dybala? At least no one's heard of my play. Harry Kane is our best chance. You just called him Harith. I think Igor Tony's got a good shout. He's, uh, he's put a tenor on himself. Yeah, no, nah, Harry, uh, Harry Kane, Harry Kane. And also, just I'm just going to put a little betting plug in there. And Paddy Power should absolutely hire me as a marketing agent. Um, if you put a ten pound bet on uh, a top scorer in the World Cup by one pm tomorrow, you get a one pound free bet for every goal and shot on target they have throughout the tournament. Or right, Ivan. Find out that Dan's what? been banned for betting irregularities. Can you? Do I'm that not a professional footballer. No, oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Do you genuinely think, Dan, that England are going to win the World Cup? There's no reason why we can't win. No, if you looked at like you say a past form in the tournaments, we've done really, really well. And I, I think the Euros. I said we was going to win it. I've just, I've got a bad feeling this time. I, I think we'll probably go out as, as soon as we get out of the group. I just feel it's going to be a bit like posh, if you like. It's not going to, it's not going to flow well. So. Hope I'm wrong. Unfortunately, I'm, I rarely am, so that's an issue. I might regret saying this because by the time this goes to where we'll have played the Iran game, um, but I don't think we make it out of the group. What? I don't think we make it out of the group. You've I think group. Wales and, Amer- and the USA <laughs> make it out of the group. <laughs> Dan, have you seen our group? I think um, USA will be decent. I think they have got some good players. Um, 
but again, they they probably will be thinking of playing baseball, so we should win. Um, yeah, Rand and give over Tim will beat them surely. Wales turn up at these big tournaments. Gareth Bale's last one. He's got everything to prove. I just they always do. Gareth well. Bale's washed up. Washed up what the dishes? Yeah, he's finished, didn't he? Gareth Bale's washed up. Give over. He'd still he walk into most Premiership play. teams. He, no, he, listen, I really like Gareth Bale. I think he's one of the best players in the last 10 years, for sure. He's been really, really good. But The best British player in the last 10 years. Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. He's been, when he went to last season at Tottenham and first couple in Madrid, he was amazing. I think he was up there at, momentarily with Messi and Ronaldo uh, for a season. But yeah, he's, he's not at peak of his powers now. And they're going on like Joe Allen is, uh, is Xavi Hernandez. So yeah, not for me. I think they've had... Um, yeah, a little few too many drinks. Mm, no, I, I I think Wales and America go out of that group. I think we beat Iran tomorrow, but very, very unconvincingly. I think we lose to America, which puts all the pressure on the Wales game. And I don't think this team's got the bottle. I think we're the surprise early exit, if I'm honest. I don't know. I'm just not feeling good. It might just be because we had a shit um, Nations League. You know, we haven't won a competitive game in over a year. Yeah, but our last game we played the closest lineup to the one that we'll probably field tomorrow at Iran against Iran than we did in the previous You ran game. where? Where did you run? Iran. <laughs> Shut up. Iran, Wait, Iran. What do you want Iran and Harith Kane. Welcome. <laughs> what, what do you want to call them? It's not Iran, is it? It's, Fucking it's, Iran. It is Iran. Do you say semi professional as well? Semi. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, um, I think I, I can't remember what I was saying. Fuck you. You were, you were talking about Dan, Iran. Dan, you've got a, um, a moral quandary here, uh, right. just to break up your Iran point as soon as you've lost your thought process. You want England to win, but that would mean Kisby would win the yellow block sweepstake now. Yeah, I, I am sort of trying to weigh up whether us winning the World Cup is worth having to listen to Kisby gloat about something that he has no idea about. Um, for, and he won't know because he won't listen time. to the podcast because he's not on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, he'll yeah, it, find out when we get to the final. Like, oh, I've got them in the yellow box. <laughs> How much money do I win? <laughs> How much money do I win? That would be the question. <laughs> I'll give him 20p to shut up and never speak <laughs> Oh, it's so spicy. I love it. Um, who did you get, Jared? Croatia. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad show. I'll take that. Dan, remind me who you got. I got France. What do you mean, that's remind you? You literally created it. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't... And filmed it in advance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. could you imagine? No, I um, I, I know that Sam got Wales. Uh, Nathan got... Just pretend there's not a sheet in front of you telling you. She's yeah. gone. No, I, I genuinely, I haven't written it down or anything. Gave yeah, yourself tip. You literally sat there and said, oh, I think Brazil are the built team for it. Oh, deeper. is it going to go to Brazil? Brazil? Oh, is it going to go to Japan? Oh, that was a random. You saw my screen. That was random. I had no You're control more corrupt than Seth Blatter. I had no control over that. I even let you guys go first so you could have the pick of the good teams. That's good. I think I've got the best shout. I wouldn't be disappointed with France, though, Dan. I am. They're the holders of the World Cup, are they not? Okay. You put Italy <laughs> the holders of the European Championship. Are they in the Wouldn't World Cup? It would be Cup? amazing, though, to win the World Cup. I just hope it happens in my lifetime. 
Yeah, I, I think if I it think was this is as good a chance as we've had. See, I disagree. I think four years ago was as good a chance as we had. I think from now on, it's going to get harder until they change the management. Do you not think the squad is better this time around than it was in 2018? Yes. The squad is, absolutely, but I don't believe we've got the right manager to utilise that squad to its full... I don't like... I'm not a huge fan of Southgate, but I don't know why he's getting all the shit. We've had our best performances. We've had our best results into him. No, no, no. We've had our best results. a long time, sorry. We've had our best results. We haven't had our best performances. We've got to a final, haven't we? But we've got some of the... the We've got some of the best young attacking players in the world and Harif Kane and <laughs> we set up like we're the underdogs all of the time I know that there's defensive frailties which is probably what he's guarded against but I just I don't know for me I feel like he he's too negative to use well, let's hope Harry Kane can get us over the line against Iran tomorrow <laughs> Tim end of the day Football can be as ugly as you want it to be. If you're getting the wins, it does not matter. Yeah, no, I buy that. I do, I do, you know, I get that. And it's a results business, particularly at the World Cup. I I do get that. You know, you take a one-nil every game, wouldn't you? But... So remember, it's not like you're paying for a season ticket and you're watching it every week and you've got Steve Evans, you gotta to listen to him all the time. It's not, is it? It's it, it literally is knockout football. So yeah. who gives a fuck if we play well? Well, that was a little Jamie Carragher moment. It just feels like they're 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 not allowed to really sort of meet their full potential because he keeps them on a quite a tight lead. I don't know. Why has he took Jordan Henderson? I don't know. Why did he take Connor Cody? Do you think Calvin Phillips should have gone instead of James Ward-Prowse? Calvin Phillips, absolutely not. I don't think he should be in the squad because if nothing else, it gives Southgate a mental dilemma in terms of who he's picking because he looks at the three midfielders that are likely to play, which is Rice, Bellingham. And Phillips, and he looks at Phillips and thinks, "Oh, he's done it for me before." For the same reason he's going to pick Harry Kane, uh, sorry, Harry Kane, Harry Maguire, because he looks at these players and thinks, oh, "Well, they've done it for me before, so I'll just pick him again." And we're going to end up not playing Bellingham, we're going to end up playing Harry Maguire. Which is Surely Harry. he'll play Bellingham. You can't not. How, how do you think Maguire will do this tournament? I actually think he's going to do incredible. He's going to score a header against Iran. Yeah. How do you um, think? Um, who else was it? I was thinking. Of? Oh, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's not really done it for England, has he? How do you think he's going to fare? He won't play. You don't think he'll get the game time? No. Trippier on the right, Luke Shaw on the left, and if one of them gets injured, then if it's Luke Shaw that gets injured, Trippier moves over to the left, and maybe Trent gets a game on the right then. But no. Yeah, I, I think Trent's in a baller. Absolutely one of the most talented players we've got, but can't really... I see him as a midfielder. I don't see him as a right-back. I know he's not really played centre-mid, but that's where he needs to be playing. He, defensively, he's he's too fragile for me, especially at a tournament like this. I think... I'm really excited to see Foden. I think he's going to do some good things. Uh, so, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite interested to see what he can do. Um, I think Mason Mount as well. be interested to see who plays. Obviously, Grealish is there as well, but he's had a bit of a... Poor, well... He hasn't been poor, has he? But he's not set the world light at City. Oh dear, I'm getting another shit on Twitter tonight, and I uh, we've not even done anything yet. So uh, Dan, uh, wait till this is released. Well, producer Danny's put a, a screen grab uh, of us on Twitter and says, as you can oh, see, the team are well up for this episode because we all looked really fed up. But episode <laughs> 150 drops on Patreon elsewhere tomorrow. So Steve Diddy says, no Kisby, so presumably no year-long replies or dragged out points being made. To be fair, he's right most of the time. Despite the shite results, I look forward to listening. And then Errol. 
has put, hope Tim rolls out his shit dad put downs and talks over everyone and never lets mm. everyone finish their sentences. He's such a shite host, it's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim, for fuck's sake. Hang on, I've just clicked on Errol. He follows me and I don't follow back. Right, I'm following him. Nah. <laughs> Good lad, Errol. Bring That's... back Jared. That's her. Is that one of your Twitter bots, Jared? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, that's. I'm gonna. That's harsh, isn't it? That's that is that is harsh. I hope, I hope Tim rolls out his. I'm gonna read it again. I hope Tim rolls out his shit dad put downs and talks over everyone, especially Jared, the best host they have, and never lets anyone finish their sentence. He's such a shite host. It's unreal. Christ, tell us what you really think, Errol. I know. I love Never how mind. you added Wait, a little bit in there. Tim looks really sad. Tim, no, uh, th- this is a this is a guy that's had that's got three tweets. So I would suggest has been made either this evening or in the most recent past. He's saying it's me. <laughs> Do you know what? Well, I know no, it's all you know. Be a genuine listener, but um, if it helps yeah. you, I am indeed Errol Lemonade Lemon Nine Nine Aid. Are you actually? Is it one of your Twitter bots? No, no, it's not. It's, I have yeah. followed him though, because all of a sudden I like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's why you're entitled to your opinion there. For what it's worth, I agree with you. I, you know, I completely agree with you. So. In the dad, fuck you, Dan. You can't nod. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why can? Why can't we agree with Errol? No, because you guys have to back me up. It's my homies. No, you got to come like... to back me, bro. <laughs> I yeah. think you're a very, very good host. For what it's worth, obviously you never won an award, but you are quite good. No. No, that's very true. But now that Musk's put in his, you know, anti-bot policies, neither will you. So, Kisby's got a shot this year. Still, you still not got over it, yeah? <laughs> no, I'm really sad now. I'm, that's really Errol's really got to me. That's... I just love how you missed quite a lot of last year's podcasts and yet still got host of the season. I know. Listen, lowest I attendance for account out of all of them. People are loyal, aren't they? People are loyal. It's. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah. it's like you could, I don't know, Mbappe. Don't play him for the first two games. You look like Jurgen Klopp tonight, Dan. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just right there, you really do. Yeah, but it's like I am the Mbappe, and I suppose. You could bring me on and I'll score five goals and win the golden boot. It's one of them. Yeah, it's true. You're like that overpaid superstar that nobody really likes. But No, hold on. Why is it? With, Errol's turned us against each other. See what you've done here, Errol. You've, you've made us all... Made us all go against one another. We, all we can't end the podcast on Errol's message, can we? No. Uh, here's a message from... Um, I can't find any positive ones. Anyway, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a review and rate the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Helps us climb the podcast charts. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and join us in a fortnight. Up the posh. And- Up the Errol! Fuck you, Errol. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.